0: It's March 20th, 2019, and this is Diz where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart
1: makes when you'll find. Past-
2: your rainbow will come shining no
3: how
0: Well, welcome back to another episode of Dispot Office. This is our 21st episode, and we are just trucking along this year. We're doing awesome. My
1: hands hurt.
0: Fiona's hands hurt.
1: Well, earlier.
0: From earlier today, are they still hurt?
1: No. Well, not it, it's not like crashy hurt, mm-hmm. but kind of a tingle.
0: She had to do manual labor today, so. Oh.
4: <laughs>
0: there we go. She's used to the fine arts and not the manual labor. Yeah,
1: just, just don't worry, I didn't. I didn't injure myself too much.
0: Good. I'm glad.
1: Ooh. Thank you.
4: I'm glad you'll make a full recovery.
0: Yes. So I'd like to introduce Ryan. How are you doing up there in Dallas?
4: Oh, doing really well. Um, it is a little cool for the beginning of March, but, you know, it happens in Texas.
0: It does. It does. Thank you, Canada.
4: Yeah. Oops. It'll be our coldest time of the year, and it comes in March. And that's common at the end of February and March. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but we of, can freeze our tush-
0: Yeah. We can freeze our tushes off during Easter.
4: Yeah. It's it is. No, during Easter in mm-hmm. Texas, which is odd.
0: It is very odd. All right, Fiona you wanna say hi to our adoring audience?
1: To despite my appearance, I never looked thinner as the black and eye eyebrowed woman
0: oh okay so what she's talking about is she's wearing very slimming clothes today uh we had our girl scout world thinking day in you want
1: to know where i got this woolen coat
0: where sweater. where
1: oh uh, mentions to be from the nannies of peru oh yeah
0: so the um we were peru we so we were learning about peru and um Tried. Uh, we had our dress was inspired by Peruvian. Um, we say oh, folk wear that they would wear. So uh, the girls had very colorful skirts on, and um, they were pants underneath, and then they had yes, a darker top and then very bright, colorful sweaters. Um,
1: the aprons were like almost like. Almost a floor down to be walkable.
0: Yes, they were almost. They were almost to the floor. The aprons were very, very long because our skirts are very long in Peru.
1: Not that much for fighting.
0: Yeah. So real quick, I'm gonna knock on your brain a little bit there, Fiona. In Saludos Amigos, or Three Cavaleros, Do they go to Peru?
1: Uh, I'm a brain, but I know, I know when when. People think of the prude, they think of Emperor's New Groove. But,
0: Emperor's New Groove? But,
1: but I'm, I'm all like, oh my gosh, you just gave me free caroleros, which I m- may have not took that away.
0: Oh, okay, yes. Oh, yeah. In Salutus Amigos, they go to Lake Titicaca with Donald Duck. Oh, Donald- Okay. Yeah, Donald Duck does a horrible job of being a... Um,
1: horrible, you say. <laughs> horrible
0: job <laughs> of being a tourist from America. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, 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 I totally remember that. Um, uh, okay. Lake Titicaca is the highest navigable lake in the world. So there might be something higher, but... The nostalgic. I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, there we go. Yes, I knew. I thought they had touched on there somewhere cool
1: to the classics you met
0: yeah yeah on oh, their south american trip cool i feel like a connection like i think we've brought it back home again
1: wow i'm just all like uh, we so much the yeah i guess we yeah i guess we didn't have to mention too much referencing to to peru and and like our cooking videos
0: oh yes yes so um, the older girls in my troupe do these videos called cooking with Canadians and they did the Peru edition and that's that's real fun for the girls because they are they are not Canadian and they do not know how to cook so
1: <laughs> for that, my o- for that my opening was managed to target Ember's new Groove
0: oh was that because of the llamas yes. oh yeah yeah Could you say no llamas yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're dumb and smelly. Or <laughs> whatever they say. <laughs>
0: oh, my beautiful face. Oh yeah. He's very upset when he becomes a llama. All right. Are we ready for our question?
1: So for the question is, what is a reminder of Peru to you? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. a <laughs> okay, no, no, Um. no, okay, no joke, no joke, oh, uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 be serious here. Okay,
0: can I do me? All right.
1: Sit. Disney, a, a little bit ago, has recently, has recently, laid touching the, touching their old, old live action classics, and making them renewable, so people can portray to them, and not be forgotten. What do you think they should reboot next?
0: So we're talking about live action films, right? Right. Right, because they've been doing the animated features, turning them into live action. But we're just looking at the old live action and what they should redo or maybe sequels to? Uh, Yeah. All right, cool.
1: Um, I'm going to let you guys first because I'm afraid you're going to choose my question.
0: Choose your answer, you mean? Yeah. Oh, so we're going first or you're going first? You guys. Oh, okay. All right, Ryan.
4: All right. I can head it off. Um, (laughs) Mine would be 20,000 leagues under the sea.
3: I was
0: thinking
1: about saying about my little seaweed review I I had today.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. You can check out uh, Fiona's Instagram account if you'd like to see her new experience with eating seaweed. It's quite enjoyable. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like
4: you know, seaweed. Did you like seaweed?
1: Mm-hmm. No. I'm okay. like, I'm like. I did. A, I did a fish hooks Disney related story. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> that, that I think I was meant to do a do a recourse recourse like real long recursion to it, but but you know I did I did it when I was younger. So I had I had the time when I just did did funky uncolored. Marker drawings, like.
0: at the fish hooks characters. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think. But. Yeah, but I was for seaweed eating. I'm gonna choose on like, reminding of like how we're saying about like the sea seafood dining. Could that be involved?
0: With the twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Eating
1: seaweed. So, so Ryan, you could.
0: Um,
4: oh yeah, for sure you could. You could you could um, put them right back into the parks really quickly. Uh, the the submarine ride at Disneyland could become 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction and Nemo and Friends at Epcot could become 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So, you know, it would be easy just to, if it were one of those billion dollar films put it right back into the park quickly.
0: That's right. There we go. Yeah,
4: it's all right. And Twenty Thousand Leagues, uh, the original, is already in the park in Paris. Still, they took it out of Magic Kingdom, but they have a walk-through attraction in Disneyland Paris.
0: Cool. One yeah. more reason oh. for us to hop the hop the ocean.
4: Yeah, and Tokyo Disney Sea too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's go. So yeah, they're still in the park. So yeah, let's, awesome. Let's remake that film.
0: But
1: it's like you better make it a egg film because I can't imagine what Disney Channel would do.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, not a Disney Channel movie.
1: No. Oh, no, yeah, you're because right. Because I just think Disney Channel is, is a bit bad these these days. Yeah,
0: she's so impressed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, only with the live action summits because, like, that's why I'm still to do cartoons these days.
0: Yeah, she's more into the Disney Channel cartoons than the live action. The live action aren't quite up to par as the old, old features.
4: No, but they do have some good animated uh, series there.
0: They do. They do.
4: Colleen, what would you choose?
0: Okay, this is totally, totally ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. And I just love ridiculous. So for some reason, when I was a kid... Um, you know, we didn't have cable, but my dad had this guy at his work that would videotape all the movies off of the, um, movie channels back then. I don't know if it was HBO and Showtime or what they were, but they would play a lot of Disney live action films. And so my dad says, Oh, you know, he'll, you can rent his videos for free. So I would watch. All the time, I would watch um, Snowball Express.
2: That's it. And right here, Wally, you wired me to the carburetor. Get third place finisher. I'm sorry. Galloping (laughs) Gopher. Bobbie and Jewel, the Tate brothers, Dean and Brian. Running good. I'm driving the Red Devil for Silver Hill Bank, the winner of the grand prize for the past two years. Martin Ridgeway and Double L Dinkman.
1: And in the second row,
2: a late entry, not in your program, driving the mighty mongrel. Mighty I... Mongrel? Yeah, the mighty mongrel. Representing the Grand Imperial Hotel, John Baxter, and Jesse McCord. Gentlemen, are, are you ready, ready for, for the, the start?
3: start?
4: I knew
1: it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know what you're I, talking about. I was all like, I didn't even know that that's a movie. I just think it's a uh, fun, it's a writer name for a for a, for a train. <laughs>
0: oh. oh, that's funny. Yeah, Express. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a train. Right. It was. I. It's funny. It's not a great movie. It's I mean, not a deep plot movie, but it's just a real fun family movie. And I need a real fun family movie. Like everything's mm-hmm. like over the top. Oh, and I want to like bring it back home. Just a simple, fun, twisty family movie. I mean,
1: I, I mean, what, what could I compare it if it was remade?
0: Compare it to? Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I would, I could, uh, like, I read, like, I, oh, well, what I mean is, I, we had this book about, about trains, and, uh-huh. yeah, how I was seeing it in the Marne live action movie, movies, I could, yeah, Forks, ex, for express, Express Train, maybe almost like, like, I could do it almost like, like how the Lone Ranger looked. Well,
0: even simpler than that. I think oh, um, no. it would be a lot like uh, the movie they just did. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, and Very Bad Day. No Good, Very Bad Day.
1: Alexander?
0: Alexander and the No Good, Very Bad Day.
1: Oh. That, like it's that level of family sort of movie. tribute to um, Adventures in ba- Babysitting.
0: Sure. Yeah, you can do Adventures in Babysitting. That's about the level.
1: Maybe less less super epic to Incredibles two.
0: Yeah, it's not, not as crazy super. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, mm-hmm. I just yeah, I could totally almost see it as a fun like, travel traveling along movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep. All right, Fiona. But
1: for me, I yep. I have kind of two in mind and of course second one <laughs> it's gonna be ridiculous, but the first one I think you might like. But since I'm kind of lagging on, I'm always lagging on live-action films these it so I'm gonna keep simple, simple here, and I'm not gonna do anything like Babes in Toyland* because it feels like the Nutcracker has kind of but- butchered half of that idea.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Yep.
1: But I'm not totally sure if this is gonna be a copycat to last year's film because I, I think. I think the one in the mill that totally needs some love is Bed House and Broomstick.
2: How pleasant bobbing along, bobbing along on the bottom of the beautiful briny sea. What a chance to get to better to peep at the plants and creatures of the deep we glide. Far below
0: the rolling tide. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Because I just.
0: I like that movie. It's fun. When I
1: see, like, Pete's Dragon coming back. Mary Poppins uh-huh. coming back. Uh-huh. Ben and Broomsticks is a male loner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. So, yeah, I like that idea. I love Ben Loves and Broomsticks.
1: Yeah, i like, c I'm I can already picture him like a new new Miss Evans price on a more CGI brew. Okay. Awesome. Well, because, because with I'm all like with the animation sequence. I'm not totally so sh- there it would be CGI or hand drawn. Oh, I think
0: they should do hand drawn like uh, yeah. to preserve it.
1: Yeah, but that's why I'm I don't want to be a too much of a copycatter. Mm-hmm. Or, or like
0: you know, do a sequel.
1: Yeah, the the ocean scene. Mm. But for my second and dance, sir and I'm gonna go way, way far to the uh, to the obscureness yeah, and I think this is meant to, this is meant to be a toll wish list yeah. if you've seen this movie, it is Mr. Toad's wild ride.
0: Okay, so you want them to turn it into a live action? Mm,
1: no. Um No, there was
0: Oh, that live action you want them to redo that cause yeah, that was one... Yes,
1: because people are saying it's it's horrible. It's like, we could, Yeah.
0: Yes, I think they could do a much better job than the one they did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and if people are not knowing what we were talking about and just thinking the uh, why choose that title? That's a ride. Mom.
0: Oh, well it was a movie back, right, in the nineteen forties and then they did a live action. Was it in the eighties or the nineties? 90s? 90s. In the nineties they did a live action. It was a, a lot of the members of the uh, Monty Python that were yes. in it. What? But the story was kinda weak. And it was discombobulated.
1: <laughs>
3: and it meandered <laughs> yes. all over the place. Oh uh-huh. gosh.
0: So it needed to be just, like, someone needed to contain the Monty Python guys. Like, bring them back to reality.
1: I, I mean, if, if they me, made it, what well, if they make them have cameos and such?
0: Oh, they can they can have a cameo. I mean, That's like,
1: fine. Eric Idle. Mm-hmm.
0: He's, he's, he's
1: going to Disney a few times.
0: He's the one in the Journey to Imagination, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, but this movie, he was, um, Mr. Ratty.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that movie, yeah, definitely, that definitely needs to be redone. The do-over.
1: Maybe nothing with faces on them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite thing. Like, all the inanimate objects in the first scene have faces and come to life, and you never see it again the rest of the film. Like, what?
4: That sounds interesting. Yeah, I remember that. It is odd.
0: This is very, very odd.
1: I mean, it's total. It's almost the illusion of CGI and Alice in Elsa Wonderland a bit. Uh huh.
4: I think I've only seen. I've seen this with Fiona. Well, okay. Yeah. When, yeah, you came to you came to our house and we watched it.
0: And you loved it so much, you memorized the entire thing.
4: Oh, um, well, it was <laughs> it was it was a trip. <laughs> it was a trip.
3: Well, Although
4: I don't know, it kind of that and Babes in Toyland kind of rival each other oh, for oh you yeah you got for convince. like craziest Disney film. I'm like whoa yeah here's, you gotta you gotta prepare
1: somebody for that. Yeah,
0: you do, you yeah. do. Don't ever, yeah. hire,
1: don't ever hire a Disney show to do something like this.
0: Oh no no no, it's no. like they had a track, but then they didn't.
1: Right. <laughs>
4: Uh, it's, uh, both those, these some of the films just they go in directions oh. that they shouldn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is no direction uh-huh. to. So that's amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you're kind of like, and how did that get there? And why are we here? And where are we going?
1: I don't want to go <laughs> that's anymore. Why that's why it's probably called Mr. Toad's Wild right <laughs> Well, there you go. Peace <laughs> yeah. in
0: point. So like bumpy.
1: So, two Englanders for me.
0: Oh, yep. yep. Two England's. Yeah. Yep. The
4: plot goes nowhere in particular, for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> if you're hardcore Mr. Toad fans here. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. This could probably be a skip for your duo. But I know Bendis ben and Broomsticks is a common choice. And. It, I, I, I think like, that would be fun. I, I agree. I like the song. I like the song. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and yeah, they could get um, new songs in there too. Mm-hmm.
0: I love the soccer the soccer game scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that
0: cracks me up.
1: But, but I'm all like, if they bring it back or just replace it with something else. <laughs> I mean, or like I a feel, sequel? feel like they're going to. If they did one, they're, they feel like they're going to replace, like, no soccer involved.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I mean, they could. They need a rematch.
1: Yes. <laughs> With King Leonidas, again.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah, I think that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> all right. I mean, the reason oh. why I choose these both, because... I do sometimes have a connection to England. I mean, Walt did like stuff that, that was into stuff that took place in England for his, for his movies. Didn't he?
0: Yeah. I had a lot of, there was a lot of well written children's books at the turn of the century and into the 1900s. And I think he really appreciated that writing. So I think that's where a lot of that came from.
1: I mean, it's 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 a proper city, and uh, yeah, I'm not I'm almost not too much of fans of people just like plain stylish like, type type clothing than like you know how they did like land. Yeah, I think I think how they
0: are. You, are you talking about a book? or Are you talking about the land?
1: How 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 different movies are portrayed with clothing? Yes, they are. Yeah, I kind of like this type of clothing.
0: Oh, you like classical clothing. Yeah.
1: So that's pretty much some of my main reasons and connection to England.
0: Okay. You appreciate the. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So you really like that classical fit, like in Mary Poppins and um, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, where they have very fitted clothing. Good to know. Okay, now I think I'm done.
2: Okay. Very good. The beautiful briny sea. What if the octopus, the flounder, and the cod?
0: And now it's time to head way out west for a little patch of heaven.
3: high oh, where the river bend hits up with the end of the sky it's left in
1: nebraska and over a crest on a little path to heaven way out west everything's green
0: so tonight on dis um which i'm sure none of you could figure out from our opening and our drive down memory lane of saludos amigos peru and which live-action movie we'd want to remake or, or do a sequel to. But uh, that
1: was, this is meant to be for the live-action movies.
0: Yes, this is about live-action movies. And the live-action movie we're going to be talking about tonight Everyone's is... Everyone's
1: number one favorite.
0: Yes, Mary Poppins. And we're talking about the one from 1964 with Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. So we wanted to start there. Mary Poppins is released on August 27th in 1964. It's a movie I think a lot of us know a lot about. Like, there's a lot of history, there's a lot of writings about Mary Poppins. Well,
1: yeah, it's, it's a Todd it's always a first to see Disney live action movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's truly, truly a family movie that everyone can enjoy together.
1: I mean, if you show it to the little ones at night. That's not gonna be pretty.
0: Oh, you think there's some scary parts in it? No, or... no, no. no. Oh, no, sorry.
1: Pods are, can get tired. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's a movie that Walt Disney wanted to make for a long time. Now his timeline, the official timeline he hands out, um, isn't quite accurate and doesn't really line up with Diana Disney's timeline. I think he was talking about 1939 His uh, daughter, Diane, says it was more about 1943 when the second um, Mary Poppins book came out. And so he first... We have records of him first approaching uh, P.L. Travers in 1944 to no avail. And then again in 1946, where they almost made a deal and Walt thought he had and at the last minute she pulled out. And then finally... The time period we all know about when he reintroduced the subject with PL Travers in 1960 and did get the rights in 1961. Um, interesting woman, PL Travers. <laughs> she doesn't want you to really know much about her at all. Yeah, you want to say something?
1: She must be a cyclical kiss on secrets.
0: Yeah, she liked to be a myth and a uh, character just like mary poppins and what i think is so fascinating about Peel travers is that she's so incredibly literal and in how she wants her books inter- interpreted but she's so whimsical in her writing it seems to be a disconnect between the two people i'm i'm not really sure where that that comes from you know it, it seems like in and when you speak with her she's not going to give you any answers she's not going to tell you anything she doesn't want to explain anything, and her character, Mary Poppins, explicitly says, I never explain myself, um, which is her. It's funny. And the only place that Pale tarver seems to be whimsical and thoughtful and just go off in these fantasies happens to be on the written page.
1: Beware, be young children. She may be a. She's turning out to, to a scary Mary. A <laughs> scary. <laughs> Scary Mary,
0: that is funny because a lot of people um, think the book is a, a lot more scarier than the movie. Like there's, oh. I don't, I don't know. Some people really don't like the book. Um, uh, like,
1: almost look like, ah, uh, the
0: nan
1: he's nan, gonna hurt, hurt us like an old hack of Nanny McPhee.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did try to to make a, the Nanny McPhee movie, or they did. Someone did make the Nanny McPhee movie.
1: Was that ever a book? Yeah. common symbols here, guys.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, both have nannies. And they were both books.
1: And both, both never grown up. Never got older? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what are your thoughts, Ryan, on P.L. Travers? Well,
1: she is
4: a really good author. Mm -hmm. Um, the books that she, that she wrote are, um, classic children's literature. Um, I do know, I mean, like, uh, the stuff that I've heard is very similar to what you've said, that she was not very personable. Um, yeah. And um, it was very difficult to get the rights to Mary Poppins, and um, she and Walt never had a good working relationship ever.
0: Yeah, no. They, they were kind of oil and vinegar.
1: Yeah. Who's this person? Yep.
0: P.L. Travers is the woman who wrote Mary Poppins. Oh. Uh, fine rates for the Arthur. Mm-hmm. You can go, Ryan.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's kind of, those are the, that's what I've heard about P.L. Travers.
0: I, thought, I wanted to, like, I opened up, we have the Mary Poppins book at home, and I opened it up, and I always thought, so funny, the page that we came to, um, it's the scene where Mary Poppins In the movie, you know, she gives the medicine to the children. And I just kind of wanted to read it like she wrote it. So, um, there's Mary Poppins took out a large bottle labeled one teaspoon to be taken at bedtime. A spoon was attached to the neck of the bottle and into this Mary Poppins poured a dark, crimson fluid. Is that your medicine? Inquired Michael, looking very interested. No, yours. said Mary Poppins, holding out the spoon to him. Michael oh, stared. I <laughs> he wrinkled up his nose. He began to protest. I don't want it. I don't need it. I won't. I know. But Mary Poppins' eyes were fixed upon him, and Michael suddenly discovered that you could not look at Mary Poppins and disobey her. There was something strange and extraordinary about her, something that was frightening and at the same time most exciting. The spoon came nearer. He held his breath, shut his eyes, and gulped. A delicious taste ran ran, round his mouth. He turned his tongue in it. He swallowed, and a happy smile ran round his face. Strawberries! Yep, strawberry ice, he said ecstatically. More, more, more! (laughs) But Mary Poppins, her face as stern as before, was pouring out a dose for Jane. It ran into the spoon. Silvery, greeny, yellowy, Jane tasted it. Lime juice cordial, she said, sliding her tongue deliciously over her lips. But when she saw Mary Poppins moving towards the twins, now in the book, there's twins, not just Jane and Michael. With the bottle, Jane rushed at her. Oh, no, please, they're too young. It wouldn't be good for them, please. Mary Poppins, however, took no notice, but with a warning, terrible glance at Jane, tipped the spoon towards John's mouth. He laughed at it eagerly, and by the few drops that were spilt on his bib, Jane and Michael could tell that the substance in the spoon this time was milk. Then Barbara had her share and she gurgled and licked the spoon twice. Mary Poppins then poured out another dose and solemnly took it herself, rum punch, she said, smacking her lips and corking the bottle. I can't say that like uh, Julie Andrews does. Like she says that, that's like amazing like point in the movie, rum punch. (laughs)
1: I mean, how come we didn't choose the category about what you're wishing to want from Mary Poppins?
0: I mean, <laughs> there you go. What flavor you want from I the mean, medicine bottle?
1: Something like that. But I mean, in in the future, in, what if in future category was kind of there for us?
0: Yep. Yeah. Jane's eyes and Michael's popped with astonishment, but they were not given much time to wonder. For Mary Poppins, having put the miraculous bottle on the mantelpiece, turned to them. Now, she said, spit spot into bed.
1: I mean, that was like like after the beginning. Mm-hmm. But how they always switch it is almost like near the middle.
0: Yeah, now that scene in the book is right near the beginning. So they haven't done the fantastical journeys or gone anywhere with Mary Poppins yet. This is their really their first encounter in the book.
1: I mean, before, before go, you have to punch the bed.
0: Punch the bed. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I, I, it was a, it was, I, I I was almost mean. Hit the sack, right? Oh, hit
0: the sack. Gotcha. Gotcha. Time for bed. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just a, a fun little... You could take really compare that scene to the book, to the movie. And how it ran the lines pretty close to it. Other than, you know, they don't have the twins in the movie. Because it's, you know, it's much easier not to have them in the movie. You can go places and do a lot more I when mean, you only have two wrong, kids. What's what's wrong with twins? Nothing. It's just easier when you have... They're babies, though. And so, if you must more difficult to you know go on these fantastical journeys and ride on the carousel horses and run through the park. They're babies? hmm The twins are babies, um, yeah.
1: wow. I mean like uh, if they were running around they would be toddlers.
0: Yeah they're not running Speaking around. Speaking the medicine. Mm-hmm. Well they probably are toddlers but baby toddlers.
1: I mean like it's it almost feels like it's a stop, stop then to go. Mm-hmm with like to a lovely I feel like she's going to begin there to level level up there with the children.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and that scene is that scene after they do they go in the holiday holiday and they get wet? so oh, children yeah, who get oh, their yeah. feet wet have to take their medicine.
4: Yes.
1: <laughs> mhm.
0: There's a lot of reference to medicine in this movie. <laughs>
1: I mean who doesn't want to hear the history of fictional medicine
0: yeah yeah yeah. um, I think I was watching one of the the little um, interview sessions they had on the tape and it was Julie Andrews talking about with uh, Richard Sherman and they were talking about how like the songs that she had heard from them were good but she wanted to hear like more of an upbeat tempo like a happy song and she wasn't hearing that so they actually uh, one of the reasons that's one of the reasons they wrote spoonful of sugar, is to um, entice Julie Andrews to join the cast.
1: I mean, for for spoonful of mess and uh, they're all wonderful flavor liquid release that that you just, on this emergency, just quickly taste taste them all and feel the sizzling. I just think that could be a Good make make a more food prop if you want to have like uh, Mary Poppins returns mm-hmm. movie night a like,
0: spoonful of sugar
1: or the the flavor medicine that's oh actually, the
0: um, cherry cordial the yeah that's,
1: that's like a- actual juices uh huh you know? almost like in a punch
0: bowl a little bit
1: there you go but maybe for a little little taste tester full spoon
0: yep. So when Disney got the rights to do the movie in 1961, what I think is fascinating is they already had um, Don DeGrady and the Sherman brothers working on it. Like he didn't even have the rights to it. And he had, Don DeGrady was the write, one of the writers and the Sherman brothers knew wrote the music. So they were doing that. I, and it, it always amazes me how much money Walt Disney would put into the upfront work of a movie. Like a lot of you, know, that was one of the things that he really pioneered in Hollywood is really putting the time in to a movie to make it good. Now, did he do that with every movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why we have Babes in Toyland. But, <laughs> but like his, a movie like. Uh,
1: that's like his movie of uh, issues. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but obviously, like we get 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and we get um, Mary Poppins. Which, Really benefit from those.
1: Well, I mean, Beza the Toys was like his whole starter on non animated musicals.
0: Mm hmm. I mean, he'd done a, a little bit of. He had done like the idea of a musical, like he had done Fantasia, and there's some real musical scenes in Saludos, Amigos, and Three Ami- Three Caballeros.
1: I mean, totally. You have some wackadoodle ness to forwarding. Forwarding? I mean that that's I, I think that's almost I mean that's almost half how, how these fifties and sixties can start the wackadoodle ness in these musicals.
0: Oh, like like you have Babes in Toyland and that benefits Mary Poppins Is that we're talking about.
1: Maybe, but Maybe. I was all are, like,
0: are there, are you seeing the musicals be more whimsical at this point?
1: Maybe I was focusing on on the duck making things fun.
0: The Donald Duck. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Donald Duck making things fun. Okay, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about Don DeGrady. Brian, do you know who Don DeGrady is?
4: Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's I think it's Don DeGrady.
0: I'm probably wrong. I.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think this is what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it, what's fascinating about him, you know, he's a writer on Mary Poppins, but, you know, he started out as a layout artist and um, art director. And a lot of those beautiful visuals that we see from Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. you know, were created by him. So I think there's a, there's a benefit be- from coming from the animation world into being a writer. It's nice how you can interpret your writing also. Like, give people, this is what I'm really thinking of. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful drawings. You know, and he he worked closely I guess he worked closely with Bill Walsh on a lot of, Walsh, on a lot of the the movies. They worked on a lot of the movies together. Because they both worked on bed knobs and broomsticks too.
1: mm mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: And you know, they're responsible for a lot of those crazy wacky movies
1: in the sixties. That's, that's what I'm meaning. The which one? How how musicals get get a, almost hard to look at. I, I think I was singing about... Know, Almost, almost with stage shows back then.
0: Oh, a theater or on Broadway?
1: Uh, what I'm saying is how, (laughs) almost like with the outfits and then like the Photoshop stuff. Okay. Musicals can sometimes be hard to look at if you're not a fan of vintage stuff.
0: I'm sorry, what was the last one? You're not a fan of the what?
1: If you're not a fan of vintage stuff.
0: Oh, vintage clothing. Yeah. Yeah. They do they do a lot of they do very lavish costumes.
1: I mean like like almost for like the puppetry one, just like away. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> you think some people wanna enjoy the costumes?
1: With almost yeah. Without CGI this. Okay. You can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We were talk we were
4: talking about uh, Don de I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you know, his relationship with Bill... Um, washed and you know, they had you know, oh, they had you know, a really well working career for probably about 20 years. I think they worked together on those movies at the Disney oh, yeah. Studios.
4: Yeah, they wrote a lot of fun films mm-hmm. together. Some of my favorite ones, too.
0: Well, I love how Don um, DeGrady wrote uh, Lady and the Tramp. Uh huh. Yeah, I think yeah. Did he write the initial story? Is that that was kind of his first thing? His first foray into writing for Disney.
4: I think so because before that, he was a lay, he started as a layout artist. Mhm. And The Fuhrer's Face.
0: Yeah, oh and he did Dumbo. He worked on Dumbo too.
4: He but yes, see he, he helped on he helped with the story on on Lady and the on the Lady and the Tramp. He did a lot of different ones, really. Yeah. Um, he his work included Alice in Wonderland, Peter and P- Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Darby O'Gill and the Little People, Sleeping Beauty, Pollyanna, The Absent-Minded Professor, The Parent Trap, Son of Flubber, Mary Poppins, uh, Lieutenant Robinson Caruso,
0: mm-hmm. Blackbeard's
4: Guest, The Love Bug, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Wow. That's <laughs> a big wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are some huge films.
0: I love that he did Son of Flubber. <laughs>
1: I mean, no <laughs> wonder why you're obsessed with the sixties.
0: Yeah,
1: well, yeah. So, like, even
4: like the Love Bug. I mean, the Love Bug was the high, the third highest-grossing film of that year.
0: Is that insane? That's totally insane.
4: Yeah, I mean, very popular film. I love the Love Bug. That's oh, a yeah. great, great film.
0: Um, oh, yeah. that film is great for kids. Oh I mean, my gosh.
1: Oh man, who? I, I mean, it's almost like you never knew it, it became a franchise.
0: Yeah, it certainly did.
1: Yeah, he didn't work on the sequels, but
0: (laughs) no, he was kind of out of there by then. Yeah, Yeah. 1971, he retired. So he went on on a high note. You know, my favorite scene in I think it's in the Love Bug. It's one of the movies where um, she grabs the lobster and slaps him across the face with the lobster.
3: Oh
4: Oh, yes, that's a that's a that was a good that was a great gag.
0: love that. I don't know why I loved it so much as a kid, but I just thought that was the funniest thing. That hmm was great. And then, yeah, like, Bill Walsh, he was really heavily involved in the um, television aspect of Disney, even to the very beginning, you know, putting together One Hour Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And he also went through to Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And I think that was his swan song, too. But I'm sure a lot of things were changing at the Disney Studios, and that was kind of They're ready to retire. They're, you know.
4: Yeah, they've been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost all of that stuff, um, Walt had a hand in beginning before his death. So, a lot of those movies that those two guys were working on, um, they were working on with Walt before he died. They were in some sort of pre production.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think this is the first, like, really big project the Sherman Brothers for Disney and um, it's interesting Mm -hmm. because they came from such a pop not you know know, like a pop background like a popular song background as their dad had also Mm -hmm. and so I always think it's interesting how they could take that genre a song and kind of manipulate it into any genre and make it work like who knew like two pop songwriters could to make an amazing musical like mary poppins i would have never been never guessed that in a million years it's amazing to me and i think um that's one of the reasons the songs worked so well because they didn't come from our broadway theatrical background They kind of mimicked that style, but brought the pop, and everything was so catchy tune. It just like the little earwigs. I mean, tons and tons of them, you know, going into your brain after you watch the movie. And, um, I mean, not them, but much for
1: my siblings, the big about pop style.
0: Yeah. And it was even interesting. My daughter Adia, my middle one, who's 13, after watching the new Mary Poppins, she walked out and she said, um, Like, I don't remember any of the music. (laughs)
1: That's (laughs) what I was figuring out talking about, uh, 80s opinions.
0: Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. And I really enjoyed when they would, you know, you would hear a riff from one of those songs in the new movie because it would, like, pull you back in. And I'm not saying the songs were bad in the new movie. They just weren't. They, I don't even know. You can't really rewrite a Mary I mean, Poppins song. I don't know how you even do that. Like, they accompanied them, didn't bypass them, and kind of, like, were like a big warm hug around them.
1: <laughs> so, 60s mixed with a musical. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but nothing I mean, that if, I, I if, walked out of the theater. I seeing. mean, if
1: you see this at El Chaparral, it'll totally feel like you're watching a musical.
0: Oh, um, do you mean the, the theater downtown?
1: yeah
0: yeah the majestic yeah yeah we have a the majestic theater is our broadway theater downtown in san antonio
1: but i was talking about el chaparral movie theater oh no oh
0: oh the one in in los angeles
4: yeah oh
0: okay i'm sorry yeah Um, yeah yeah
4: yeah. oh oh el capitan
0: el capitan because there's an el chaparral restaurant like two miles from here (laughs) what did i do i just i mixed your
1: I, I got L, uh-huh. but I got confused with with like with like a more recognizable C word C word and uh-huh. and it was totally connecting to that theater name.
0: It, they're very close. Yes.
1: Yeah. How it's pronounced?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: L. Cap- Cap- Capitano.
0: Al Capitan. Capitan. Isn't it the captain? Is it really just uh, translate that way? Yeah. So El Chaparral is the Roadrunner.
4: Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. So that's the,
0: the uh, Mexican restaurant near our house, the local mm. one.
4: Oh. oh, yeah. I've eaten there with y'all. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh.
3: Yeah.
4: I love their beans. <laughs> On another, another note, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The El Capitan is the theater there. Uh, it's not too far from Grauman's Chinese Theater, although it's not called Grauman's Chinese Theater now. It's, I forget what it is.
0: Just, you, can't, you can't change Dol- it.
4: Dolby. I believe Dolby owns it now. I think. Dolby?
0: Uh, yeah. that, does, that doesn't work.
4: I believe. and What's wrong? I think it, people still call it the Chinese theater, uh, if not at least Grauman's Chinese theater. I mean, yeah. Whatever. It's, they're all right there together in Hollywood. And and, and uh, I, the, the area is nice now. I remember when we were growing up, Colleen, it was not. <laughs> it was no. not. Oh, it's growing oh. up.
0: No! That was always yeah. like, do we really, really want to go there? Like, uh-huh. really?
1: <laughs> I, I'm, yeah.
0: I'm still I mean, hesitant. I mean,
1: guys, <laughs> these, these are all starter fans around, around us. Do uh-huh. we really want to blend in or, get, or have a traffic?
0: Are we causing problems?
1: Is that how it goes? Close enough. I mean, it's like when I see reviews of like the, the old Mary Poppins on China f- theater, when I see it at nighttime, mm-hmm. that's uh, gotta, that's gotta be a sleep in moment.
0: Yeah. So is there anything else you want to say about the Sherman brothers, Ryan?
4: Oh, the Sherman brothers. Um, good heavens. <laughs> They, where do
0: you start? Oh, I know, like, where do you start with them? That. But,
4: you know, if you don't know who they are, there's a great documentary on the Sherman Brothers that you should watch. Um, mm-hmm. They did a lot of music for the Disney parks, a lot for different Disney films. Um, I think they they did a lot of spectacular work for the Disney company. Um, mm-hmm. And they the music sets a huge... Sets the mood for a lot of the movie and a lot of the attractions, but they did. A, I think this is their best work here. Oh yeah, Poppins, by far. This is their best work, and they did great work in many different places, um, but this is their best work.
0: This and Winnie the Pooh. Uh
4: huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which are which are islands? Islands apart from each other.
4: And they did not. We were talking about P.L. Travers. They they also had meetings with P.L. Travers and did not like her. <laughs>
0: She's. I don't. Did. Th- th- I mean. I kind of feel bad for her because, like, even her son didn't like her. You know.
4: Yeah. They were estranged yeah. at a point. Uh, she wanted. She did not want the. You were talking about poppy music film. She mm-hmm. did or to poppy music in the film. Um. She did not like that. Um. She wanted it to sound like it, the the music from that period of time. The the 1910s Edwardian period and so she was very vocal with them about how she did not like their music (laughs) that's okay yeah
0: that's okay but i I do
4: i like their music she does she she doesn't (laughs) have to and so did most the american public and most the most the planet yeah yeah oh the documentary was
0: called the boys
4: oh the boys that is the documentary Yeah. yeah the boys it's a good it's a. have you seen it oh yeah yeah, that's a good one
0: it is uh, done, very done by
4: uh, their sons I believe yes. yeah yes. it was done by their sons
0: it was a love letter to their dads, basically
4: yeah that's it they had, and they had interesting dynamics so um, it would be well worth your time to go watch that
0: yeah you you can really see the difference because you know one of them was old enough to be in the war and one wasn't old enough to be in the war and I think that really set the two apart emotionally and um, made it difficult for the older one to kind of, mm-hmm. he, he always had problems readjusting, I think.
4: Yeah. And by the war, uh, the great World War Two, I believe yeah. is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. World War Two. Yeah. I've really enjoyed the Sherman brothers.
0: So um, onto the, onto the cast. <laughs>
1: i mean oh boy oh boy (laughs) oh my gosh i need some i need some more i need some more reshoots with these people
0: i mean i you couldn't have had a better cast it's not possible and i i don't i i just don't know how how they did it how they pulled it off i you know this is julie andrew's first film but she's a very experienced actress incredible like 11 she was on stage at 11 doing productions in London, famous productions. Um, You know, Walt saw, I I don't know, I I know she she was in Camelot, and that's the story that Walt gives is when he saw her, and she started with Camelot in 1960. Um, She originated the role of Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady in 1956.
4: And that was in the play. Yeah, the play. Yeah.
3: On
0: Broadway. And Mm. she, her range and music like what she was able to to sing is just I mean, it's it's god-given I mean you you can't you're born with it or you're not I mean she practiced a lot and she did a lot but it was just you know you could practice your entire life and never sing like Julie Andrews I
1: mean yeah how are you how is anyone not able I mean it feels simple <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, she makes it amazingly easy. And just like when she's doing that one look in the mirror and she hits those notes that aren't human.
3: There
1: was there was one, it was kind of a del- deleted part where they, they almost filmed her yodeling and they they thought that was all for character.
0: Oh, <laughs> no yodeling for, for Mary Poppins. That's funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean no more high notes for us. They, What's her brain?
0: Yeah, I, she's probably one of the best um, singers that's ever been on earth. And she got into musicals in, in the theater, like, I think at the height, but also the end of the musical. I mean, it's like, no, no
1: one could do a, co- a music cover on her.
0: No, no. That's like trying to sing like Adina Menzel. Like, don't. <laughs> you can't.
4: Yeah, she has a beautiful voice. Now, the male lead, Dick Van Dyke, he's funny, but very controversial pick for this film.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. and and I think you immediately see why, because he's not British.
4: Hmm. No. Yeah. And and his Cockney accent, oh, (laughs) (laughs) one of the worst in all of film history.
0: Uh, And it comes and goes. (laughs)
4: Uh-huh. It does. I wish they just would have done without it. I think he could have done fine just just do away with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I know it it really bothers the adults. And but when I was a little kid, I thought it was I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it
4: is.
1: It's kind of funny. It just
0: added to the the dorkiness of of him. So I thought. I mean,
1: caution for the young adults. Almost do not try these voices at home. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I and you know, hearing Dick Van Dyke talk about it now, and how uh, he's like, well, nobody told me. Like, and then I, I'm like, really?
1: Anyone, anyone should know what what he actually sounds like if, if they've seen the Dick Van Dyke show. Or...
0: Oh, well, yeah, he's an American.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. It's gotta be a smooth... Wait, adults, you know, watching these boring 60s with no voice acting
0: Mm uh-huh oh yeah dick van dyke's an interesting character because um he's a great comedian he has really good timing um he can be very sensitive at times if you really see a sensitive side of himself come out of this and then he has Mm -hmm. a little bit of a dark side too so again yeah dark side again so it's interesting to me because you see all of it in here And, and i don't mean dark side when it's totally appropriate but not that dark. But, you know, and then, you, but you, I think the best scene, the scene I, I love him the most in, is when he's talking to Mr. Banks when he rolled, when they're um, just everyone, all 800 million Jimmy Sweeps have rolled out of their <laughs> <your> place. <laughs> and everyone's left, and it's just him and Mr. Banks talking. It, it, it's such a turning point in the movie, such a soft, sensitive moment.
1: It just It just feels... Like, get oh, kick out, boys. We have to talk. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> and you—you you wouldn't think like someone like Dave Van Dyke would have that range to carry off that scene, but he actually does. And I think for some of these people, this is the best movie they ever made.
4: Mm, yeah, I would agree.
0: I mean, for
1: for me, for me with Mary Poppins, I'm—I know for some reason have a huge connection to it, but I'm sometimes a bit of a uh, yay slash, slash meh to it. Uh-huh. But I mean, when I first, when I first see the reboot, I just think with the, with the ending, it, it totally felt like, it feels like I'm loving it, but when people say uh, for some short Swiftfire scene, it's, it's, it's not a ma- it's not a ma- it's not a matcher.
0: Some people don't like some of the scenes. I thought there were like a plain thing. Thing
1: that it's not it's not like not like all yeah. not like all the way all the way that good. Okay. But, but all right. I mean, I'm for me connected to the Mary Poppins. I know people are well sw- swelling the the hits to it, but for me I'm I'm half yay, half Half meh to it. Okay. But, but I just feel like for the ending, I, I I try to be connected to to it because I am trying to like like mo- new movies these days. Ah. Uh, Got it. Maybe it's just something someone said to me that I didn't have fully in mind. Okay. What's next in your notes, Colleen?
0: Okay, so let's move on to David Tomlinson who plays Mr. Banks and this comes at closer to the end of his career than at the beginning of his career. I mean, he started to act like in the 1930s and he was in World War um, II. He was uh, in the Air Force, served in the Air Force and then, you got back in the business um one thing i learned about him that i had no idea is he had married a widower in 1943 and she had two sons a widower uh like what? she had lost her husband in the in the war and had had two kids with him
1: well what 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 i was like a a parent a of par- a, a parenting single kid parenting
0: yeah exactly so she was a single parent because of the war she lost her husband and he had married her and she um they hadn't been married very long and and um she killed herself and they're not really sure why um she did but um she died and um he went on and got remarried and had a 43 year marriage, like was married with that woman until his death and they had had four kids together. And I, it's always interesting to me when people have something so tragic in their life, like that situation and go on living. And I think it's, it's, I don't think she ever got over her first husband dying, that was part of it. And then being lonely and, and, He was in England, she was in New York kind of a situation. It's always interesting to me how some people just can't get past a tragedy and how some people can. And, um, you know, I'm happy that he went on and had such a, a loving relationship in his second marriage. But, you know, having to go through that. And so I think... This role he does in Mary Poppins, I think this is the best acting role I ever saw him in, honestly. And it may be because he was that father, as you see. He didn't, you know.
1: I mean, he's always that recognized British face.
0: Yeah, this is his most recognizable role. Um, He did a lot of smaller roles. He wasn't like a big, he wasn't like an A-lister by any means. But I absolutely love him in this movie, I think. I don't want him as a father. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you want know, one of us as some. Well, Mr. Banks, not David Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah,
0: Mr. Banks. I don't want Mr. Banks uh, <laughs> as my
4: father.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know, Mr. Mr. Tomlinson might be a very nice person.
4: I yeah don't know don't know him very, <laughs> but he does a he does a wonderful job with Mr. Banks.
0: Yes, and I think
4: you're right. You can see him. Come, he he relates really well to being a father and the, the stresses that are there. Uh-huh. To, to, almost to,
1: yeah. a, to a villain.
0: Yeah, you can see, like, he understands yes. loss. He he understands not having something at, at a moment, you know, with his job or, you know, that sort of situation. I mean,
1: I just realized it's almost like angel and and devils with the children. I mean, you, you, said, you said it was something like, when you were talking about the *Song of the South*,
3: uh-huh. the
1: parents were the children. The two children had a very unhappy family, uh-huh. but but um, Uncle Remus is like their whole is like their their whole good guard guardian to them.
0: He's like their guardian angel. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Which I I just think it's yeah like angel and devil.
0: So the parents are the, the bad people but then Mary oh. Poppins like is like their guardian angel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just think that was a funny term when you, you 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 did.
0: Well I always, I think it's interesting how the Mary Poppins character is caring and nurturing but doesn't want to replace the parents. Like she wants them to build the relationship with the parents not her.
1: Or you replace but we're going to replace their, their house. I mean, like, why why stay in it? Why stay in it? There's, there's a bunch of soldiers who, who are always pre- preparing their boom.
0: Oh. <laughs> Admiral boom. Next like, door. So, like, yeah. <laughs> why would you want to live there?
1: <laughs> because that's like a spoiler They they tried to, they, they didn't want to move.
0: They don't want to move. Oh, the new movie. Yeah, yeah, the new. Oh, you're talking about. Okay, so Mary Poppins returns. You're talking about in that. They, they. Spoiler. Yes, they don't have to leave their house. They get to stay next to Admiral Boom.
1: Yeah,
0: so like who's still alive after 20 years when he looks like he should have been dead in the first movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it, they <laughs> almost look like the same actors. Like,
0: how does he survive the 20 years? But. Mr. Or Mrs. Bank from the I first mean, movie don't like
1: that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he ends on a weird trail, so that's gotta be his retirement moment. Yeah, just, just move.
0: Just, How is that guy still kicking?
1: Just, just, just move, cranky soldiers.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Dave Thomas had an interesting career. Yeah, he was in the Love Bug. Isn't he the villain in the Love Bug?
1: Yeah. Oh. I- <laughs> when I said villain, I was meaning...
0: The love bug? Yes. Oh, how funny. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's what you were talking about. And he was probably in the most bizarre... I don't understand. And I don't know why I watched it. I have no idea what happened, but I watched this this movie when I was eight. The fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. Have you seen this movie? No. Oh, my gosh. That's don't.
1: Really? <laughs> That's... <laughs> Uh, R-rated Japanese.
0: No, well, okay, so I'm sure it's totally racially insensitive. I'm sure the movie should, should have never been made. I, I can't even, like, remember like, what, because all I know is this total I, I don't understand. It was in the last movie that Peter Sellers made. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm so confused. I have no idea. I just, I don't even know. Like, i
1: don't.
0: <laughs> don't watch uh-huh. it. Don't go there.
1: You can't be too, too obsessed with this these
0: movies. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was really really bizarre. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw this, but they came out for the new movie. They came out with this book called Practically Poppins in Every Way, a magical carpet bag of countless wonders. And it was written by um, Jeff Curdy. And it kind of it goes over the new movie and all the different parts, which is really nice. Um, and it also oh, goes. Oh, fans of smell. Yeah, it goes through some of the old movie and all the actors. But what's really interesting about this book is there's not one single photographic image. It's the
1: smell of Iceland. The smell of
0: Iceland. Is <laughs> um, there's no of Julie Andrews in it, which is fascinating to me. I'm not sure what happened. She can't be forgotten in the Disney universe. Well, they have a couple pages about her, but there's no photographic image. The only image is uh, an illustration illustrations from the original movie. Uh, You know, Dick Van Dyke, obviously, you know, he's in the second movie, so there's, you know, three or four pages about him. And um, each section is written about someone who kind of knew the person. So the guy who played his part on Broadway wrote about De Van Dyke, um, but some of the other actors, like uh, Glennis Johns, who played Winifred Banks, Mrs. Banks, um, I love, I love her freckles. Oh my gosh, I love her freckles and her little bouncy, the way she just bounces around and votes for women. It's so cute, and how you, how you know the cause upsets Mr. Banks. <laughs> it just cracks me. Up. I just love her in this uh and what's funny is when they called her she thought that they wanted her to play mary poppins and so she's like really upset they didn't ask her to do that so they had to like give her the song that's why they wrote that song so she would do the movies she's with it's poppins twin. it is She's adorable and i love how she was in the rough did you ever see the ref with uh... uh oh Dennis Leary? Did you ever see the ref with Dennis Leary?
4: Um, no, huh?
0: Oh my gosh, Glennis Johns has a mouth on her. She's kind of like a Betty White.
1: <laughs> I think someone needs a Snicker bar for being in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then uh, there's Hermione Badley, who plays Ellen the maid. I think she's the one that's in the new movie, right?
1: the maid you mean yeah
0: like they they that's the role played by um is there, yeah so ellen is played by julie walters in the in the new movie mary poppins returns and if i if if hermione badly knew that julie walters was playing her in the new movie she would be thrilled to death i'd be thrilled to death if julie walters played me
1: yeah like they still had the a, a julie in it
0: mm-hmm. oh that's funny yeah julie walters is wonderful and then, um, but it was really funny because, uh, Hermione Baddeley also was the voice for Madame Bonfamy. I'm not saying that right. In the Disney's The Aristocrats movie. Yeah, That's cool. She was,
1: she was, she was the owner of them, right? Yeah. The cat lady. Yeah. I, it looks like she also, she also did, did something with, um, Don Blue, the voice of, like, the, the, the nanny shrew from The Secret of Nymph.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. The secret i Good to know. That's interesting. Are you going to explain the Don Bluth? Um, well, yeah. If he doesn't know, Don Bluth was an animator at Disney. And when um, Ron Miller was in charge, he thought that Ron Miller wasn't very good at working with the animators. So he, Don Bluth, kind of took a big chunk of animators from Disney and went off and started his. Yes, I can't remember who he teamed up with to start his animation studio. And that's where you get um, The Secret of Nim and uh, was it The American... The American Tale. The The Land
1: Before Time.
4: Land Before Time. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so that... So I remember as a kid going and seeing um, American Tale and going, uh, they look like Disney characters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm just all like... (laughs) That's gotta be funny if Elias, if we, after we read if we showed off like if Elias' next book could be could be Cigarone now he's gotta interact with the style if we seen the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh so that, okay so was that that was 1986 in American Tale. I think that was the first of those movies he made. And then um, we have Edwin. He could be my uncle. He's cool. I'll hang out with him. I really need it. But then mm-hmm. you're, you're,
1: you're gonna go you're going to go to the madam for the second one. Yep, Edwin. And he
4: was fun. I liked Edwin a lot.
0: He is. I he, I think the first thing he did for Disney was Alice in Wonderland. And then, and I think his, his son really had to convince him to do that. After that, he kind of just fell in and Disney used him everywhere. Yeah. The absent-minded professor.
4: Babes in Toyland.
0: Babes in Toyland.
4: Don't forget that one. Woo! <laughs>
0: it's branded in he's, your memory.
4: Makes... Yeah,
1: Mike remembers that film too.
0: I still owe him four dollars.
1: So he's the one that who, who makes this Disney sign. It was cringy. Oh,
0: jeez. Yeah, the you know Disney son of flubber. The gnome The gnome Mobile. Oh my gosh! I totally that need to his see last that again. One. Oh, was I, it? Oh
1: no, it did. Yeah. Pay attention
0: to him in that movie. You did. Oh man, we have to. Well, I need to watch it. The no need You. See that again? I, mean, I don't really remember the other
1: characters. Why? I don't
4: um, know. he he also was in a really good Twilight Zone. He was the he was the lead actor of one of the episodes in Ninety Years Without Slumbering. It's really oh good.
0: interesting.
4: Yeah, hmm. which uh, of course has a Disney connection with the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And so Reginald Owen, who played Admiral Boom, um, you know, was in this. I guess he's famous for playing a a film version of The Christmas Carol as Scrooge. And his last movie was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Well, oh no, I didn't pay attention to him either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's okay. You can go back.
1: That was Admiral Boom.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, flow, flowing, clan, flowing, gotcha. flowing your way down to these
0: actors. Yeah, and then there's Rita Shaw. Don't trip on your way out, darling. Or however she said it. Don't trip on your way out, naughty yeah. doll. Don't do it. No, Katie yes. Nana. Katie Nana. So she plays Miss Brill, the cook.
4: Oh yeah, Katie. and did you ever who played Katie Nana?
0: Elsa Lanchester.
4: Yeah, she was bright the bride of Frankenstein.
0: I love that. Oh my gosh, it's perfect.
4: Yeah. That's who that was. She was the Universal Pictures Bride of Frankenstein.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was interesting, too, is she did... Um, she worked at Disney in That Darn Cat and Blackbeard's Ghost. I haven't yep. seen this lately. That's awesome. And then, the best casting ever, Jane Darwell is the bird woman.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah she, yeah. she was in the... Um, Steinbeck's Grapes Wrath and received the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in that role. And this, Mary Poppins was her last film that she made. But she had worked 50 years in Hollywood. Amazing.
4: Wow. That is... that
0: is. And then the two darlings of the movie. Karen... Oh, how do you say her name? Karen Dotyus as Jane Banks and Matthew Garber as Michael Banks.
4: I think... Uh... I could be wrong, but I heard I think it's Daughtry's.
0: Daughtry's, okay.
4: I believe.
0: Yeah, they kind of had their Disney career together, and they were kind of done with Disney together. Unfortunately, uh, you know Matthew Garber died of hepatitis, and because he caught it in India.
1: Well, yeah, it's almost like a Sherman Bros. situation.
0: Oh, where the one dies. Yeah,
1: two, yeah. two brothers moment.
0: Yeah, but he died really young. He was only 21 when he died. And then um, Karen went on, and, and, oh, she played Lily in the the popular television series Upstairs, Downstairs. My parents really liked that. So I remember my dad watching Upstairs, Downstairs all the time on PBS. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't get it. It was a little over my head. (laughs) That was in the early 70s. Now, when she's on PBS Mystery, my dad's another one. of My dad's favorites. Oh my gosh! And the, and she had a cameo in the latest Mary Poppins Return, which I thought was nice. Yes.
4: Now the voice. Do I look at the voice actors?
0: Sure. Let's. A <laughs> oh. Yeah,
4: because <laughs> you get like some interesting people in the voice actors of the of the animated characters. Um, there, there are people like Peter Ellenshaw who did like all the map paintings for, or was in charge of all the map paintings for the film. He was one of the penguin waiters, Paul Fries, who is your ghost host in the Haunted Mansion.
1: Awesome.
4: <laughs> did the barnyard horse. Thurl Ravenscroft did the uh-huh. hog. And he also is in the Haunted Mansion and, um, Enchanted Tiki Room and does uh-huh. like a song for, um... The, the Grinchy Stole Christmas, their original classic one. <laughs> Sherman Brothers were voices. David Tomlinson was a voice. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> he's
0: know, the right? parrot, right?
4: Isn't that funny?
0: That is funny. He just loved, they loved using the same people over and over and for multiple things. And Yeah. They're very loyal. Oh, yeah. Oh, the pearly banjo player. Oh, that's oh, funny. The Sherman yeah. Brothers.
4: Yeah, played some of the banjo players or the pearlies j paddle Mouth he, he's got... He's got... Are, are you doing j pat Malley? mally Yeah. Yeah, she
1: is. Yeah,
4: yeah. He was famous for being on, with the, on the Spin and Marty um, television serial, which was a part of the original uh, Mickey Mouse Club, correct?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, it kind of, yeah, it was a spinoff. Yeah. That's cool. I asked. He's you. always got to be connected and whole... Os, also the, he also
4: was in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny! It, it's one yeah. of—I the, think they used everybody in the Twilight Zone.
4: Yeah, it's like, kind of funny. Cool. Yeah, and he was on the Dick Van Dyke Show.
0: Uh-huh. So like, There's some yeah.
4: funny, funny like connections.
0: Yeah, and he did, he was in Alice in Wonderland, 101 yeah. Dalmatians, Ichabod and, and Mr. Jungle Toad. Take and Mr. Toad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they really used him all the way back at yeah, 49 to 67. Yeah.
4: The Jungle Book, mm-hmm. Robin Hood. I mean, he was in a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, he has like 286 titles that he worked on. It's just incredible. Good to be a voice actor.
4: There you go. I had a character actor. Yeah, voice actor and character actor. He was very good at it. Out of
1: the horse's mouth.
0: Oh, because he was the horse. Yeah. <laughs> People
1: should think him as a Mister Ed. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. funny, the Colonel. Oh, I, I, I thought he was. I thought he was also one of the, the um, Jasper and Horace.
0: Jasper, yeah.
1: Yeah,
4: but I think one of the interesting ones to me is Peter Ellenshaw, who did the matte paintings for the film.
0: Oh, the beautiful, beautiful.
4: Yeah. Because a Mat lot of paintings. that, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the film is, uh, you know, uh, matte paintings. Um, what would be mm-hmm. green screen stuff now? They, pione- they were pioneering a lot of that back then with Mary Poppins. And we were talking earlier. I think that's why this film mm-hmm. s- has stayed so relevant so long. Is those matte paintings create this kind of fantasy world, this fantasy England, just helps really set the mood for the story.
0: Yeah, you were talking about that because um, I, I didn't think that my youngest, Elias, had really seen Mary Poppins or had seen it at an age when he would remember it. So we rewatched it before we saw Mary Poppins Returns. And, you know, with my 13-year-old daughter, I'm like, oh, it, you know, is she going to, what's her comic going to be? How is she going to think about this movie? And I still think it's boring. <laughs> and um you know she's a little catty at the beginning of it but she they really seemed to enjoy it and really got involved and in, and loved the penguin scene loved the carousel horses really I mean, enjoyed it i mean immensely. We, we still have i mean we still have
1: tea if you're waiting on the tea <laughs> when we were saying that the tea i just thought it was one of those movie party nights
0: yeah we kind of made it we had a party night we had tea right um yeah yeah we yeah, had agree. jeff and i had tea my Free husband and i because <laughs> you have to have tea when you watch Mary bobbins but uh yeah and they really enjoyed it and they really one of the reasons being peter ellenshaw definitely and the special effects still work the oh scene yeah they're cleaning it it works i mean it's it's fun oh yeah
4: yeah the, the effects work very well
0: and they're not a stranger to stop motion animation because it's been kept alive uh by some of the movies that Tim Burton has done
1: yeah I mean first thing there will be scary scary scenes in this movie I, I think the, I would say the, the new one had, had that pop pop scene with with the with the cha- chasing with the chasing cattle on the animated sequence the with the chasing scene on the animated sequence, oh when the they're same. chasing the fox The new one.
0: Oh, the new one. Where it's all
1: dark. Uh On the bowl? Bowl kettles. Keep going.
0: Keep going. All right. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's an incredible cast in this movie. And it's one of the, it's just everything aligned really well. The timing of the movie coming out, people being so into musicals, this kind of being the last years of the musical and the musicals being so fantastical and whimsical at this point. Um, I think really helped it, and I, I kind of wanted to talk about the music. Like, I want, I want, I want to hear from you, Fiona. Like, what is one of the songs that yeah. is really enjoyable to you? Like, you would sing. For recently,
1: I've been mimicking. I've been mim- mimicking as like the animated c- sequence song songs. So I think I know it feels like the anime sequence are my kick in. For these movies, yeah, yeah, this is the original, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna vote for um, it's a maybe it's a jolly holiday and oh, at the bank, tuppence.
2: If you invest your tuppence wisely in the bank, safe and sound, soon that tuppence safely invested in the bank will come pound and you'll achieve that sense of conquest
1: as your house the top song (laughs) Toppins,
0: earnestly (laughs) i can't
1: remember the (laughs) one
0: yeah oh yeah i love the the jolly holiday how it kind of like floats And it's it's rhythm changes with the scenes. It's such a... It's a beautiful tune that runs through the whole scene. But
1: Toppins is for for nowadays. I I think when I was little, I just walk it through a song a bit.
0: Oh, you weren't really interested in hearing that song?
1: Yeah, but I'm like... But for me, the illustration, the non non word, no without no words it just feels like it's, it's roaming up on the menu sequence
0: okay oh Does um remember mm-hmm. oh sequences? on the was it the dvd or the that yeah. was kind of the background music for it that's funny
1: i mean i know i'm liking for com songs but 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 i know it's it's like, I do like, I, I do like hearing the Asian Not Believing song. song.
0: From Bed Knives and Broomsticks.
1: But, 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 I sometimes like to connect with the, like, the good Go to Sleep, Go to Sleep song. For, the song
0: where she's telling them not to go to sleep?
1: Yeah, practicing. <laughs> yeah, uh, or practicing a woman's voice. So, that was, that was my top three.
0: There's your top three? Excellent. Four. Come on, Ryan! <laughs> Come on, Ryan! <laughs> <laughs> She's done now. It's your turn.
4: <laughs> um, I think "Step in Time" would be mine I because mean... of the dance that goes with it. All of the whole, the whole, the whole show and spectacle that goes with "Step in Time." I really like that one.
2: Step in time, step in time. Come on, mighty step in time. I
3: mean,
1: I feel like all these songs are are all good in different grammar rhythms. So it's just I feel like people could choose them all, but may, mainly million different tones, like like in the parades.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I, yeah. I really. I, yeah. That. That whole dance sequence, the running on the roofs, and um, it's it's quite spectacular. Mhm. I think that's that's like, that's the only like true true, dance sequence in that movie, right?
4: yes I believe yeah so.
0: yeah and it's amazing how long that sequence is i mean if you look at them, like when they go up on the rooftops and you know, they mm-hmm. kind of build to that scene that scene and then admiral boom shooting them with fireworks <laughs> i guess you gotta you gotta end a scene somehow that'll do yep. it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he's congratulating them on their on them uh Hitting them back to him, I thought that that's kind of funny. He's not mad.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. I
0: mean, what?
4: yeah. Then you get the animated special effects fireworks going on, which there you have Ub Iwerks, all the all the special effects in the film with Ub Iwerks. He he was at the top of his game here too.
0: Oh yeah,
1: I mean like that's what I totally mean. Like I totally forgot. How like animated these backgrounds? These backgrounds were really and all the after smoke
0: I, and after everything. I I
1: re- rewatched it. Mhm.
4: Mhm. Yep. Yeah. All the smoke. Yeah, smoke was done by Peter Ellenshaw. The smoke stairs and everything. Mhm. Yeah, it all kind that whole sequence comes together really well. So I would say, yeah, step in time, um, and that because it, it you have that um, oh, what's the song right before it where they're going up on the smoke. Chim chim cheree. Chim chim cheree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that one's really good, too. And I that? think that's the, one, that's the one that won the Oscar. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know how you choose a song. Yeah. But I guess if you're going to choose one, that's a good one.
2: Chim Jiminy chim Jiminy chim chim Cherry A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Jum Jumini, Jum Jumini, Jum Jum Chiro. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. Or oh, blow me a kiss. And that's lucky too. Now where's the ladder
4: of life? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty pretty interesting sequence in that film. I mean it's not boring.
0: No, I mean that and that's kind of the point I was trying to make, is like it long like you have no yeah. idea how long this sequence is because uh, you're so lost and so engrossed in the scene like, speaking of yeah. long
1: i actually know ne- actually almost never knew that they were gonna keep going with it when when they were about marching on the roof
0: they were gonna extend it
1: no as, as like a side side music oh but you know oh. when 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 they're about to go in the cloud of s- smokes and such but replace it with Spoonful, sugar instrumental okay Mm, gotcha
4: which i like that song too that's a good earworm song
0: mhm yeah cuz that that song that song yeah that song goes through, that scene goes through three songs so you've done yeah. chimchiri step in and then you get a reimagined boats for women
4: yeah yeah the reprise <laughs> and then you end up with dick van dyke alone with um but Mr. Banks and and mm-hmm. Bert, Bert alone, and they sing. A, they sing a number two.
0: They do.
1: I mean, this, this is oh. about to become the part where it feels like it's it's off focus with the title character.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. So yeah, you don't see Mary Poppins
1: because for the second one, Ao is all like this. Met the focus on on our title
0: nanny. Yeah, there's a lot less focus on Mary Poppins in the second movie than there is in the first movie. I,
1: I mean, is is Sword of Stone? Met the focus on Merlin, or or it's or it's kid.
0: Well, the, the I think Mary Poppins, this yeah. the first one. I think pivots on the Dick Van Dyke. He kind of carries the story along. Like, he gives fluidity to the whole story. And then it kind of bounces between Mary Poppins and Mr. Banks.
1: Yeah, I, I, just, I almost feel like like the win, the whimsical person just goes away for a while, but then end, ends up back at the ending.
0: Mm-hmm. To make sure everything's gone as it should have gone? I mean, I mean it's like those
1: scenes where it's sometimes it's trying to let the kids be the title characters.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the new, the new movie tried to do that a little bit more, like they were leading the scenes, and Mary Poppins was making sure they were doing what they were supposed to be doing to get to where they needed to be. I love the way the movie opens up with the Katie and Anna leaving. So she's trying to leave. Uh, Ellen's trying to get her to say, "The cook could care less." <laughs> and then Miss Banks comes in completely oblivious to the entire situation (laughs) and starts on her votes for women
1: (laughs) we're clearly soldiers in petty coats and dauntless crusaders for women's votes though we adore men
3: individually
2: we agree that as a group they're rather stupid
3: cast off the shackles of
0: yesterday shoulder to shoulder into the fray our daughter's daughters will adore us <laughs> and she puts the it always cracks me up how she puts the badges on the wit on the sashes on the women and they're like backwards or twisted <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i was singing of the part I love how it's not perfect she, she pull, pulled up to her to her pyrenees, and that's when they got really really Oh when she showed out. her
0: ankles. It wasn't up to her pants, She's showing her pantaloons, her ankles. And
1: that's when they it just feels like they just wanna leave her. <laughs> that's why.
0: I just I love that whole that whole song and that scene and the uh, Katie and Anna play, kind of playing along, but completely perturbed by <laughs> the entire situation. But the cook and and the housekeeper totally going along with her whole thing like this is completely natural. We do this every day. This is what we do. We march in our hallways.
1: I mean, this is the time. I need to be. I need to be re- retired here.
0: here. Retired? Oh, Katie Nash her to leave.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the workout too too much, and that's how this adventure started.
0: It's really interesting too how you see Jane and Michael and they seem a little mischievous but they really don't seem like that mischievous. They seem like really good kids to me.
1: How would you think they're, mis- they're they have a bad side?
0: Well, obviously they ran away because they were following the kite. But they it's not like they I mean you you could, I guess they do like a little bit of pranks.
1: I mean, I mean I mean the Senior Sir has got, got them meant to be the villain for them. Or oh uh, the bankers. What's what's their names? Um, oh,
0: the their, banking family? Yeah. Oh, um so, Dawes, Thomas, Mosley, Grubbs, Fidelity, Fiduciary Bank in London.
1: Uh, Dawes. It's yeah, the Dawes,
0: right? Isn't that the one?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah they just when you said it right away, it just feels like the moment. Where the guy the big and it looks like does they said he was meant to be the, the main villain.
0: Oh, because he was trying to take the toppins from the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did start a run on the bank.
1: I mean you can't never had too much situation with those on Main Street.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's interesting they run into um, Bert when all that happens. Because he you, takes them home. at
1: first you ran into that same person. You get it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, did. you ran from Dawes to Dawes. <laughs> you knew it or not.
1: <laughs> Which is something I totally did not realize when I was little. Or maybe I just forgot the mentions and, and how the credits and, ended.
0: Uh-huh. Well, no, I didn't figure it out when I was watching the movie when I was a kid. I did not figure out that the guy taking the toppins from the Mr. Dawes was Bert. Did you get that when you were little? Did you see that? Or... Was there a time when you remember not knowing that, Ryan? Well, I
4: think it was just explained to me that they were the same. So um, uh, I don't, um, when I was really little, didn't realize that they were the same person. But my mom explained it to me.
0: Yeah, uh, w- yeah.
4: From what I recall. So, yeah. I mean, because you wouldn't know if no. I was a little kid until somebody told you. He does a great job, Dick Van mm-hmm. Dyke, with that, with playing owner of the father of the bank. What was his name?
0: Dawes?
4: Dawes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Of the Dawes, Toms, Mosley, Grubbs, Fidelity, Fiduciary Bank in London. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. They need more partners. (laughs) Yeah. It's just,
1: yeah. Or, Sir, Dawes, Sir, and Jr. is just reminding me of Kim Possible, Kim Possible villain team up. Really, it's. did you remember those? Those two. Um, there was. There was a sir and sir and junior. Oh
0: yeah.
1: And he, the, his son had. It was that musclete with a yellow shirt. Okay. And he was...
0: You think of any other scenes that are really poignant for you? Poignant for me. Poignant?
1: Well, it's all. But it's all like.
0: Oh, you know what we forgot? Oh, Laughing on the ceiling. Oh
1: how.
2: laugh loud and long and clear (laughs) i love to laugh (laughs) it's getting worse every year (laughs) the more i laugh (laughs) the more i fill with glee (laughs) and the more the glee (laughs)
0: I love to laugh. But I, oh, I, was thinking, oh, oh, oh. I was about
1: to think about how, <laughs> how Dawes... I, I couldn't tell if he, he died, if he was meant to die in the movie.
0: He did. He passed away from laughing on the ceiling.
1: Yeah, that was something I, d- I didn't have in mind for, for literature.
0: Yeah. I still don't understand how they're on the ceiling from laughing.
1: Yeah, that's my point, is the whole world... Is the whole world england magical this year. Yeah. yeah it feels like it's connected if Mary Poppins had magic.
0: Mhm. Well, yeah, that's always that's always funny cuz it's it's It seems like everything is just around and she just takes you to these places. Like the magic's already there. She just knows how to get there. Like uncle um and Albert Albert on the ceiling. You know, they just go and, and find him there. Like she didn't do that.
1: Well, well, yeah.
0: And then Bert created the chalk drawing, and he's like, "Oh, there's you know a carnival over here." Do do. And she's like, "Okay, let's go." Like Bert, it was the world Bert created, and she just took them there.
1: Yeah. So it could have been Mary Poppins, or just just some of just some illusional fancy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I like when she talks to the dog and and she responds, "Oh dear, oh yes." Uh, yeah. And yeah. Michael goes, "I don't think he said anything at all." <laughs>
1: Which, yeah, I totally, I totally forgot that. Yeah, there was a there was a dog and he, Andrew. Yeah, he was he was very unliking He was very like a, a gag character. Because, well, he was
0: very upset about Uncle Albert being on the, because, on the ceiling.
1: Because I'm all like, he was belonging to this. He likes someone with with the crowd that Bert was trying to entertain, but then he's...
0: that older woman
1: throughout the movie, he looks like he's a, a loner. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's this is free dog running through the streets of London. Oh, ah! that can't be good. Should we? So Ryan, what do you think? Now we've jumped all over the board on this movie.
1: What about the oh. ending sequence? <laughs> okay, <So we kind laughs> got that up.
0: Oh, the let's go fly a kite
2: yeah with tuppence for paper and strings you can have your own set of wings with your feet on the ground you're a bird in flight with your fist holding tight to the string of your kite oh let's go fly a kite up to the highest height Let's go
1: fly well, I just, I just sing, yeah. That's good. For Let's Go Fly a Kite, I just, I just think it, it wasn't that much of, of a mention. Uh huh. It's a great song. Yeah, I feel like for all these years, the the balloon flight, fly, flying one, and it, the new movie could be a better, better one.
0: Oh, you think the balloon flying's better than the flying the kite?
1: I think, I think, yeah, I had a different tone for a finale.
0: Okay. It's, in the second movie, it's more of a finale. The, the first movie is much more subtle.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you totally do, do think it would be just, just like a standalone movie, movie for on, But, the, but it's like, if you watch it again, it's and you realize that something new is going to come. Uh, this doesn't feel like too much a finale for us. Okay. So a
0: couple of things I wanted to mention before the movie, uh, about the movie compared to the book, uh, is the books are based in the 1930s, which is consist- more consistent with the newer movie. And they purposely set this in 1910 to have a more upbeat, optimistic, you because you know the 1930s you're in the depression um people use the bread lines and the food rationing and so you're in 1910 you're set in majority in london there's lots of hope you know you're in the middle of the industrial revolution before world war one and um in the book we kind of mentioned before there's four children in the book and there's two in the movie and the book is more a a group of stories, short stories happening in the household. And in the movie, there's more of a storyline that they created using, I think it was six chapters that they used in the book to kind kind of stream those together to kind of create an ending, a climax, and an end. uh, Beginning, sorry, a beginning, a climax, and an end to the story.
1: But it's like when people first see it, yeah, for the the book having like four store stories, and and then you see, just putting it all them in a standalone movie so far. Mhm. But for now on, it is now becoming a, a franchise, a franchise or two. It's, these stories could be a little mixture in, in the future, if it happens. No man, no matter our, no no matter if our. Aging period gets weak.
0: Okay. So one of the questions I do have with this movie is I can't tell how much time has passed. I know we've made it to Thursday because doesn't Mary Poppins have Thursdays off? That's the big um, when Mrs. Banks is trying to go out and there's nobody to watch the kids. So she kind of hires Bert to clean the chimneys and watch the kids at the same time. But I'm not sure what day Mary Poppins started working on. (laughs) So... But you know, there's been time enough to where Jane and Michael are telling all the stories at home, and Ellen and the, the cook are all caught up in this, this world that Jane and Michael are caught up in. So Ryan, you got anything else you want to talk about this movie?
1: Mm-hmm. I think we've covered a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just feel like I'm, a, I'm calming down.
0: Are you calming yeah. down now? You had a lot to say. I did. Oh, you did.
4: Yeah. It's a. This is like probably Walt Disney's most successful film, um, live action film for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, what what a lot of people might not know about it is it helped him start a division of of, of Imagineering, what eventually became Walt Disney Imagineering, um, called Mapo, and they were the technical side, oh. the mechanical. Mapo was the Technical side M A P O M A standing for Mary P O standing for Poppin so yes Maple yeah. came out of this um, and they really helped push forward animatronics um, and different um, different things like the DAX control systems um, that power the animatronics and keep the sound systems and everything in sync. Um, mm-hmm. So, Maple became a thing, and then also the proceeds helped them buy land for Walt Disney World. Cool. Yeah. So, um, this this film really was very financially successful, and helped Walt reinvest for different future things in the company. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's looking like the budget was between 4.4 and 6 million dollars, and at the box office. It made one hundred and two point three. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: They made a lot of money on this on this on this film, so, and it really helped um, help the company grow and reach new heights later on. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah
4: without this, without this film, uh, we would not have the advanced animatronics that we got, and then we would not have Walt Disney World
0: yeah and and have you seen those new animatronics we're getting the a was it the a1000 mm-hmm. holy mackerel
1: yeah what was it the, the star wars
0: yeah they just came out with the I, we tweeted it out this the new star wars which i thought it was
1: some olden india commander guy <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i mean that's one incredible animatronic i mean i thought mm-hmm. the the um wicked witch of the west in the great movie ride was incredible. I thought the auctioneer and the new auctioneer, the pirates, was incredible. This thing is oh, scary good. You even
1: went off of your head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's scary, it's very good.
4: Mhm. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: So yeah, it's amazing how just one movie being being as popular was having such an incredible box office just changes the future of entertainment.
4: Yeah, so this this was this this film's really important to the Disney company.
0: All right, thank you, Mary Poppins, for being good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right, you good? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Diz Podopolis, and I think we'll call this one Mary Poppins 1964 101. What do you think, Fiona? One online street. One online street? Yeah. Do you know what 101 stands for? Have you heard um, that term before? I thought,
1: I thought, I thought so. Well,
0: like when you're taking a college course. And you want to ta- start at the very beginning? You'll take a one-on-one class.
1: Oh, like, no wonder with the phrase "spit spot."
0: <laughs> spit spot.
1: <laughs> my my venture has has brought my rights back.
0: It has. All right, are you ready to say goodnight to everybody?
1: If, if I wake up in the morning all grossy. grassy. Bring me up some rum punch.
0: Okay, we should do that. Not uh, the cherry cordial. Oh, how about a-
1: apple flavored?
0: You want the apple flavored syrup?
1: And I'm like, as long as it's like orange, like sl- like a like part of a melted slushy here. Oh, that'd like, be really good. Really want those in real life.
0: Yeah, that would be nice. It would if medicine tasted like sugar.
1: Very, uh, I guess I'm very surprised that. My- that my croggy only lesson in the morning.
0: Oh, you weren't feeling yeah, Fiona had a little bit of a croggy throat this morning, wasn't that a hundred percent?
1: Aw. That's what that's you no That's no fun. No you get for not believing magic.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's what you get. But
1: <laughs> well, a little bit of medicine, uh, that can help.
0: Yes. It can
1: with a spoonful of sugar.
0: <laughs> maybe it
1: was me thinking about my nightmares with my brother. Uh oh, what's that about? Or maybe, yeah, yeah, my dream was like me trying to practice being a being a recorder with with video games. Ah,
0: but, okay. But while
1: while but while doing it, my my fr- I, I ended up being all. This too sucked up side. Okay. If it does that again, I may try to do my my impressions for for my dark animation slash live action characters.
0: <laughs> oh. That would be funny. Are you ready? are you ready to say goodbye? Or good night. Uh, well
1: how about a goodbye for my middle school? art teacher oh yeah who who felt like he has been very positive around class and what else was he like
0: oh he was trying to help you through some some situations at school when you get a little frustrated
1: well yeah. yeah it's it's the level up role of having having needs yeah, let all act up the to have our own imaginary nanny now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was a very memorable person. Yep,
0: yeah, he was pretty nice. And he even asked to come to your graduation in two years. High school graduation. Anybody else you want to say goodnight to?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so goodnight to anyone who comes to my graduation. Wait and then I'll be on, on with my work.
0: Oh, and then you'll go on to college? On to art school?
1: I think that's what I was meant to do all here.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. You done? Yeah. Yeah. So you can um, find Fiona at Fiona Girl on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, Fiona Hale on Facebook. And I would like to say goodnight to my mom and Aunt Lynette. And you can find me, Tink Scout, on Instagram and Twitter, which I sometimes do. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're much more of a Twitterer than I am.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it depends on the week, but usually, yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Lots of education, Texas education stuff there. Yeah. And um, I think that's it. Uh, Ryan, why don't you say goodnight?
4: All right. Well, you can find me at. As I get all choked up, I know about it's an emotional
0: night. I, it is.
4: It's very emotional. I, I need a spoonful of sugar, some medicine, you know, to help with that.
1: Oh no, we're 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 all coming to the to this screen that tickle you up for that. Yeah, I got all tickled up.
4: Yes, I did. I did. Um, my Twitter handle at Brian Flint underscore edu and then of course you can reach all of us at does um uh on twitter but then you can also um reach us at our website does podopolis.com mm-hmm. um and you can watch some of our videos on youtube um, um podopolis on youtube so if, there's many ways to follow along with the fun
1: if anything sees sees a little that may be cheesy to them don't make fun of it too much.
0: Oh, yes. Well, Fiona's had a bad experience on YouTube, and someone, um, uh, yes. Yeah, so she put something up when she was really little, and I didn't block it properly. And some people had some very foul mouths, and so I had to shut everything down and control it, thinking yeah. no one would ever oh, see yeah. it. You know, I had no idea. <laughs> you never know with
4: YouTube. <laughs> I don't-
0: I know. Anyway, uh, yeah, you've been doing a great job over there at YouTube, Brian, cousin Cousin Ryan. Hashtag well. cousin Ryan.
4: <laughs> I've got a few up there, not as many as I want to get, but uh, we'll keep getting some content out here and there for our moms to watch.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. We're trying to reboot. Reboot here.
0: We're trying to reboot.
1: Yeah, to make it. To, yeah, to make it like all, all fresh again.
0: On our YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So real quick on YouTube. Yeah, go check out the YouTube uh, channel. It's some fun stuff. We've got some really great meet and greets. We've got uh, Ryan's taken a section of a podcast and kind of filled it in with pictures and video, which is pretty awesome. And our Bob Gerr meeting, which is totally awesome. And um, Aenia had to go and check them out. Because Adia is in some of them, my middle daughter, and yes. you, you have the stamp of approval from Adia. She looks good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, she's looking at the Tinkerbell one. She's like, I look pretty cute, so that's okay. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Thirteen-year-olds.
1: Um, no
4: even comments about Tinkerbell.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
4: That was a super cute one. I like that it one. It is. That one was fun to put together, and I. Watched that one a couple of times just because it was fun watching you guys. It was
0: fun I- watching
1: you, Fiona. I had a good time. <laughs> I crack up.
0: It is. It's funny.
1: I'm just so yeah. like maybe Sunday we should put subtitles for being a bit quiet.
0: Oh yeah, and captions. Is, yeah. Turn up the volume. Well, thanks for joining us again. Like Brian said, you can catch us at Dizpodopolis on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And uh, you can send us an email at comments at Dizpodopolis.com if you'd like to ask us a question or if you'd like to answer the question from the beginning of the show that we have. And so one like little uh, plug we're going to do. So if you'd like to leave us a comment um, on the iTunes, that'd be super awesome. Um You can see the awesome comment rating that my husband left. God bless him. I love him. (laughs) And so we'll see you guys all real soon. Thanks for listening. Marska, Marska. Now it's time for a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight. (laughs) That would be super oh, awesome. Oh. Cool. My stomach feels like it's Okay, Adia, I'm recording. I know. You know? Yeah, I can tell with your big headphones. Then why would you walk in screaming? Because I'm... Adia. Adia. <laughs> <coughs> Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Any burper (coughs) moments? Bye. Bye. Love you. You're my favorite idea. Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.